This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that movie? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's just exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city, or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people. Summer break isn't over just yet. It is winding down. Uh, and like the end of a year, we had to end with a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Uh, this is one of the saddest films we've ever done. This is One Magic Christmas starring Mary Steenburgen. So not only are we going to depress you about the holidays, like, you know, like get you thinking about the holidays when you, you don't necessarily need to because the holidays are depressing anyway. Yeah. We're going to make it a really depressing movie as well. Yeah. But yeah. This movie's also kind of hilarious. Though. Oh, no, it's kind of fun. There's jokes in the episode, too. Uh, it turns out there's jokes in the episode. We're trying to, like, bring, uh, like, dead kids back from the grave in this movie. Something to that Santa's a necro. Romancer, I believe, is the oh, idea. Man, I forgot about that. Played by the dude who I believe his name is Hans in the Mighty Duck movies. Am I remembering? Yes. Oh, did you guys hear about Goldberg? No, I just, <laughs> we just did that. 
Harry Dean Stanton is an angel for reasons that make no sense. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. That's the, a devil if I ever saw one. Totally. A cigarette-smoking, black coffee-drinking angel. I love. I just watched uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me for the first time. Sick. Oh, Good Harry Dean Stanton in that for Great a little bit. Harry. I could have liked some more of it. You know, I'd like him just in the Black Lodge just to be there. You know? <laughs> well, you get him in the in the return. Oh, nice. That character I haven't gotten back. there yet. And actually, Harry Dean Stanton, the only angel in history... Who has scurvy? <laughs> <laughs> I will recommend because I just watched it and liked it quite a bit. The new film by um, one of America's most underrated actors, John Carroll Lynch, in his directing debut, a film called Lucky, starring Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, I like it, and it's fucking great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so, if you want more Harry Dean Stanton, check out John <laughs> Carroll Lynch's Lucky. Now, yeah, Christmas movie. This is coming to the end of the reruns. Is this the absolute last rerun before we come back? Um, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a surprise next week, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right, we could say yes. A Christmas present. We could say year. yes. Well, I'm just saying because we're not going to record any bumpers for that surprise. Yes. So, so yeah. before we start season oh, eight, right. maybe some season eight. Teasers, Steve Sadak. Tease us on WHM Season 8. Well, um, I'm going to let Chris tell you what's going on in November because it's his idea and it's a great one. Yep. Uh, we will be doing, as we have in the last two years, we do a big on-screen on a horror franchise. We teased this last year. We were definitely going to do it, which means i got to get my ass in gear and watch them. Yep. The, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. All yes. of them. Every will, last one. And we will, we will do a Freddy movie. And let me tell you, we're not going to do part two. Yeah, Partiz is a really good movie. I uh, like that movie. It's not funny for the reasons you think it's funny. Yes, and we're, not, and we're not like gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not the, the you know. Um, Chris, what are we doing in November? Well, in November we are going to honor uh, one of America's greatest actors, greatest tax evading actors, <laughs> um, uh, and also uh, a Purchase alumni, I believe. Mm. Purchase College mm -hmm. alum, uh, Wesley Snipes, for uh, what we are calling Snipes Giving. That's right. Is it uh, a whole month of Wesley Snipes? It is indeed, Steve. <laughs> Titles, weeks. TBD, uh, but maybe one has Gary Busey in Skydiving. I'm not sure. But probably, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who could know? Who Sean, could know? Sean Connery might be in one. I, I don't know. know. I don't know about that. So October, the Spooktacular. Oh, Eric, do you want to say what your, your oh, pick yes. for Spooktacular uh, is? Oh, for Spook oh yeah. Uh, okay, it's going to come. Get ready for it. An episode on Dr. Giggles. Yes. <laughs> One person is excited. One person is excited. <laughs> is it Larry Drake? Yeah. Oh, no, he's dead. Oh, right. Yeah. No, it's me. <laughs> Eric was just talking about me. I, 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 I really hate that movie, so I can't wait to talk. <laughs> so that's just a little tease of what's to come in the year ahead on WHM Season 8. Now enjoy this rerun of One Magic Christmas. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Here we are uh, this holiday season talking about one magic Christmas from 1985. The holidays can be a depressing time of year, depending on where you are and what's going on. It's one of those like, you know, you check, you check in your weight. You're like, that wasn't a good year at all. <laughs> You check your weight over the holidays? No, but I mean, it's just one of those. It's like one of those benchmark <laughs> times. It's like Someone, years, okay. years I ending. I my watch. <laughs> Years ending, yet? what's different, who's dead, what happened? Totally. Oh, yeah. So, like, by your estimation, like, the people who have it the worst on the holidays are obese people without families. Yes, yeah, specifically. <laughs> or poor people from the Midwest, apparently. Holy shit, this movie is... It's... 
it's the worst. Uh, and this is this is one of the first movies that we've done on the show in a long time where someone told me about the movie and I was like, wow, that sounds terrible. But like, you have no idea. Like, my wife was like, dude, we watch this movie all the time when I was a kid around the holidays. You got to check it out. And I did. And I was like, holy shit, what a what a terrifying childhood she may have had. It's like the middle 20 minutes of this movie. It's just like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, stop, stop. And it doesn't stop. It's a runaway train of sadness and depression. Uh, so the flick is Mary Steenburgen is uh, the matriarch of this family who is, you know, putting it lightly on hard times. <laughs> She's holding on by a fucking thread at this point. Mental thread, financial thread. Her husband's out of work thread. <laughs> Her husband is blissfully out of work. This guy is on fucking Fantasy Island, let me tell you right now. <laughs> so the whole premise is, right, like, so her her man gets laid off, and they're getting kicked out of their house because they live in, like, the corporate house. Like, I guess this dude went and worked for Hank Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're, they're losing the house because he doesn't work for the, the corporation anymore, the factory or whatever. And uh, so they're, they're they're doing that. She works at a grocery store, which is one step away from suicide. Yeah, work work at a grocery store around the holidays. I have nothing but respect for those people. Man, you've got it rough. Oh yeah, any kind of retail around the holidays. God bless you, because I ain't there. Every old lady with their shaky hands and their coupons and their fucking attitude. Oh yeah, yeah you just want to send them right to the grave. <laughs> so. Like a person in her situation would, she hates Christmas. And she's got no belief in Santa Claus and this, that, and the other thing, which would be fine, except she's got two shit-eating kids that really want to have a nice Christmas. And they just don't understand that mommy and daddy can't give them a good Christmas this year. Let's yeah. just see what happens next year. Let's just suck it up in this economically depressed town oh, for yeah. a year. There are They're about to be homeless. <laughs> You're about to not only not have Christmas, but not have a home. Get I your want, priorities in order. Exactly. I want Santa to give me a fucking roof over my head. How about that? You remember back in the day when someone just wanted their two front teeth? Mm -hmm. And nowadays with these kids, it's always got to be the new Atari Nintendo. <laughs> Atari Nintendo? Video games. <laughs> Video games, I'm saying. You may be 95 years old. I wish I was. <laughs> it would it'd mean I'd get away with this stuff. You're not far off. Yeah. What, we, what we start with in this movie is a trip into the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. Because in the most blatant example of miscasting ever, Harry Dean Stanton plays a magic Christmas angel who's like... Sitting in a tree playing a harmonica. Uh, yeah, when this movie opened, it was, you get Harry Dean Stanton in a a tree playing his microphone, and I was like, "Oh, this is a hobo story. I could go for one of those." Yeah, he's got the Harry, harmonica going. Harry Dean Stanton could play an awesome hobo. He probably has. <laughs> yeah, to, for the authorities, they're just like, "Excuse me, sir. Are you supposed to be? Oh, you're a movie star. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> that must happen twice a week. Security guard on sets, like moving along, pal." <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, you're one of the principal actors? Look, we throw the craft services stuff outside at 6 p.m. You know, oh, oh, Mr. Stanton, uh, how are you doing? Oh, pardon me. Uh, so it opens with him talking to his boss who communicates via the moon. <laughs> and uh, his boss is Santa Claus 
It's the most European Santa Claus you're ever going to hear. Yeah. Uh, played by the dude who plays Jan from the Mighty Ducks movies, which is you know, fucking phenomenal. Not for nothing, that's probably the most accurate Santa Claus you're going to hear. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, St. Nicholas, hello! <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> well, all little chocolates for all the boys and the girls. Santa, you're giving all the children diabetes. <laughs> Okay, but we got a long way to go before we get to Santa Claus. The, the thing is, the funny thing about Harry Dean Stanton in this movie, yeah, he's playing his harmonica in the tree and he's listening to the moon telling him what to do. I was kind <laughs> of it, and it takes him a little while to be magic in this movie. I'm like, what are we actually trying to do in this movie? That's that plays into the homeless angle because it's like he's destitute, he can't afford his pills anymore. The moon's yelling at him to do things. <laughs> Oh, the moon's always giving me grief about my job. <laughs> At nights, I play the harmonica to hope that the moon doesn't notice me. Oh, the moon's always ragging on me to clean my shirt. Clean my shirt. Just clean my shirt. Kill everyone. Kill everyone. All right, moon. But before Christmas, I'll just go back to my harmonica. <laughs> So, so yeah, then we meet the, the Mary Steenburgen clan, and they're all their depressed glory. And, like, it's really unfortunate because this woman, it's not a thing where, like, she's she's Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Where she's got all the money in the world, she wants to hold on to it, and doesn't believe in the spirit of giving. She doesn't believe in the spirit of having. She's got nothing. <laughs> she's literally got nothing. And all she's asking for is just one measly year off. Yeah. Just a year to figure everything out you know what i mean just take a breather it's like she wants a day off you yeah know? Just like, oh like, yeah i just don't i just don't want to have one one of these shifts at that grocery store it's like she's working there every single day mm-hmm. and her husband is completely oblivious he lost his job he just all he wants is like but honey it's christmas come on the kids need a good christmas she's like we won't be living here anymore you see all this it's all gone. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, the reason she gets even more pissed off at this dude, and she's totally within her right, is this dude, while one, not being concerned whatsoever that he doesn't have a job, he is also con- like not concerned with his family. He's more concerned with giving these poor kids down the street a good Christmas because yeah. he's like, Oh, honey, I know I told you I'd help pack the house into boxes two days before Christmas, but uh, listen, I really need to go down into the basement and start working on these bikes that I'm going to just give to these kids across the street. And she's like, are you are you serious right now? Are you playing a game? Like, we're getting kicked out of the house. Yeah, he's always talking about Molly Monahan, the poor child down the road. <laughs> I think he's got a crush or something. <laughs> Played by a five-year-old Sarah Polly. Yeah. Fucking don't worry about Molly Monahan. Worry about whoever the hell's living upstairs. Those two kids <laughs> might need food tonight. Yeah, it, it, worry about A number one, man. <laughs> get out there and get a job. Again, totally. it's not. It's got nothing to do with the spirit of giving and receiving. You are in bad straits. You've got to. You've got to look out for number one because no one else is gonna. Well, with with Emperor Reagan's reign going on at the time, <laughs> yeah, he's got like he's in dire straits. There's no there's no jobs to be had. So what is he to do except for Accept his face, face. Accept his faith, right. and be blissfully ignorant about it. What's insane, though, is that you would think during Emperor Reagan's reign, mm-hmm. right, all these rich people would be out at Saks Fifth Avenue and Barney's and yeah. Macy's, spending all this money and buying all these presents for their rich family, mm-hmm. and then all that money would be trickling down to oh, all these poor kids. It always goes to 
Dirt, Michigan. All of that money from Saks Fifth Avenue, there's a direct pipeline to Dirt, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Totally. No, I think I'll keep it this year. <laughs> 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 It'll trickle up once more. <laughs> no Christmas bonuses. I'll spend that money and it'll go right back in my bank account. So you're like, okay, so this movie, he, so Harry Dean Stanton is trying to save these people. Maybe he's going to save the house. Maybe he gives the father a job. Maybe, like, somehow, like, they win the lottery. Something nice happens. Right. No, this is a fucking tough love Christmas. <laughs> so he decides, Harry Dean Stanton being he, that the easiest way to get through this family is, like everybody knows, manipulating children. You know, <laughs> so he like magically appears to this this little girl. And hold on, imagine Harry Dean Stanton, Aliens era Harry Dean Stanton, because just right. around there. Oh yeah, whoa, uh, terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Put him in a very large brim hat and a slicker, and that's all he's wearing. He looks like a character out of a Neil Gaiman comic. Like it's fucking <laughs> terrifying. It does. And he's hanging around. These kids are playing like some street hockey. And like, you know, these little girls are watching the boys play hockey. And he's just standing there like. And then like, you know, they're they're playing hockey and he's like, now, boys, careful now. We don't want to shoot that puck or someone will get hurt. I was waiting for him to flash them with that coat of his. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You could open it. It would be fucking dick town everywhere. (laughs) Hey, girls want to see my hockey stick. Uh, uh. (laughs) He's so chilling. Like, Harry Dean Stanton should be a villain, a sassy old man, or like, you know, a blue collar, whatever. Like, yeah. An an angel to children. No, no, no. He shouldn't be anywhere near kids unless he's got a wife right next to him. Yeah. So he comes (laughs) up to this little girl and he starts chatting her up like you do when you meet a pretty lady on the street. And, you know, by the way, I should also mention the the specter of death just looms over this movie like Mm. a cloud. Like, there's so many. And I, I went into the movie knowing what eventually will happen. But before that. There sets up so many scenes of, like, someone could possibly die right now. So they're out playing street hockey, and I'm like, oh, man, this little girl's going to get a fucking puck right in the face, (laughs) knock all her teeth out. And the movie doesn't help you not think that because it's all, like, grim music and everything's just dirty snow everywhere. You could really put the Requiem for a Dream score in place of the score in this film. Won't skip a beat. No, you would not have a problem. This, I mean, you know, the setting for this movie and everything, it also looks like Christmas came to a racerhead town. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just everything is barren and fucking miserable. And there's a smokestack every eight feet. Like, it's just terrible. And so he's like, listen, I'm an angel. My name's, my name's, what's it? It's not Gideon. Gabriel. Gideon. Gideon. You know, he's like, all right, little girl, I'm Gideon, and I'm a I Christmas angel. I wrote the Bible. <laughs> you know all those Bibles that you have in your hotel room? Christmas angels did it. <laughs> did your mom like Christmas? Yep. My mom don't. Wish she did. Your mom doesn't like Christmas. Who are you, mister? A friend. Just a friend. He's like, oh, I, I see your mommy's not really in the Christmas spirit. Like, we got to do something about that. Guess who is? <laughs> my my candy cane and jingle balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's wretched. You are a 95-year-old man. <laughs> 
I could say what I want. It's the Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a, a weekend pass to the VFW. <laughs> I would take it. So there is a really uncomfortable scene where where Mary Steenburgen uh, has has let her husband go down to work on his bikes in the yeah. basement. Yeah, just get out of my sight right now. And she's cleaning up, and there's a knock at the door. God. It, I mean, this is so uncomfortable. There's a knock at the door, and it's the dude from the husband's company that they're just parting ways. And he's like, oh, hey, Mary Steenburgen. Uh, I know you're getting kicked out of here in a week. I thought I'd bring this family in to show them what they're going to be living in. And she's all, like, mortified because the house is a wreck because, you know, like, nobody... Nobody's cleaning this house. The husband can't be bothered, even though she's working 12 hours shifts at the A&P. He's got to be down there working on Molly Malahan's shiny new bike <laughs> while his children starve in the fucking street. Dad, do we have to eat grass and snow again? <laughs> yes, you do, because Molly Monahan needs that goddamn bicycle. She is going to have a great Christmas. <laughs> I promised her that. I am a loving father to a girl I've met five times. It's an impossible thing where the real estate agent comes, the guy comes in with these, this family and is like, yep, all these rotten people are going to be gone. I know it looks like shit. They're shit heal family. Like, he's treating them like garbage. He's like, yeah, I hate the color too. And the woman's like, this house is disgusting. He's like, no, no, it's a beautiful house. They just run it up. Like, they go down to the basement. The dude's like working on his bike and like, she's like, oh, it's cramped or something like that. And he's like, no, 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 it's a big basement. Once you get all this garbage out of here. And the guy's like, this is my life's work. I meant you. <laughs> You're human garbage. <laughs> and it's just fucking devastating. And Mary Steenburgen is humiliated. And then they just leave like, nice shit hall. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'll take that wall down. Hey, how much for that kid? <laughs> Just buy a kid's off her head. Does the kid come with the house? He's a cute kid. And now we have this weird scene. And it, it, you're right, Eric. I think you said when we were rewatching this, it's this scene does not belong in the movie. Mary Steen, and it, but it goes to your point, Andrew, of this overwhelming sense of dread. Mary Steen Virgin is like actually enjoying a nice hot shower. Oh for god! Fi- you know what I mean? Like the one simple bliss that she has is hot fucking water for three more days. Yeah, just like. <laughs> Like, her whole life is just her squeezing a rock with both of her hands as hard as she can. And then somehow a miracle happens. And one little tiny drop of blood comes out of this stone. (laughs) That drop of blood is this hot shower. And she's just in there singing, stopping the name of love and dancing around and loving life. And then the fucking kids just start knocking on the door because they all got to go to the bathroom. They got to take a pee-pee. <laughs> it's like, you, do you know how much snow is out there? Go back outside. Drop the snowsuit and just <clears throat> figure it out. Not in Emperor Reagan's America. That was uh, public indecency. It's also a Disney movie, which goes in with Not Emperor, America. <laughs> Emperor Disney Reagan. The the worst part about this, the saddest line in the movie is like, while she gets out and she's got a towel and she's like, Really frustrated. She's like, oh, in my next life, I'd like for, I'd like a bath, I'd like a house with two bathrooms. She can't even imagine in her mortal life having a house with more than one bathroom. In order to obtain a house with more than one bathroom in it, I'm going to have to live out the rest of this miserable life, die, and then hope reincarnation is a real thing so I can come back and secure a second bathroom. Please, in my next life, let me have two bathrooms. So these kids come in, and again, 
this sense of fucking terror coming over this movie. She like drops a washcloth over the drain and gets out and she's like, okay, you kids just one at a time, go pee. <laughs> and the fucking tub starts filling up. And like one kid goes to the bathroom and you see the water rising. Mm. Then the next kid goes in and the water's rising really high. Mm. And then the third kid goes in who's a neighbor. Yeah, it's, it's Molly like, Monahan. She shows up. And it's acceptable to kill Molly Monahan in yeah. this situation because she's not related to the family. So, you know, if she dies, they're not going to be devastated. But Christmas will still and probably be ruined. She she is pissing in someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> and so she is going to the bathroom. You see the water. And then, like, Mary Steenburgen's knocking on the door like, hey, come on. You know, time's up, man. Let's get out of there. And there's silence. And I'm like, oh, no. Molly Monaghan drowned in the tub. <laughs> this is like. I was expecting the father to kick in the door and throw the bike at the body or something. <laughs> She's going to get it for at least one last breath. <laughs> Hold your bike while you die, Molly. Say it's nice. <laughs> thank me. Thank me. This is like It's a Wonderful Life penned by Raymond Carver. There's just no good. Everyone's economically depressed and no one's fucking making it out alive. Well, you mentioned how she's like a reverse Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. But I feel like this whole movie is set within the world of Christmas yet to come. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> everything is just fucking miserable and everyone's dying of pneumonia and black lung and losing their hat and everything like that's what you live in that shithole world that charles dickens made up for like an hour and 40 minutes you just sit in it and feel how disgusting it is and you hate yourself so then she's working at this grocery <laughs> store like just but it, this is yeah. just until the main event of this movie happens yeah. it's a string of miserable shit happening to mary Steenburgen. and it's just like when is it gonna end How, yeah i'm like this is a christmas movie i'm yeah. just watching this woman's horrific life it's <laughs> like dancer in the dark <laughs> you're just like anytime you want gideon just just step in with your angel power and do something. Speaking of Gideon, around this time he reveals to the, uh, Abby, the little girl, how he became a Christmas angel. Oh, man, this is also devastating news. <laughs> well, I was a farmhand in the Old West, and uh, I fell into a lake and I drowned. <laughs> I was trying to save someone, and then I realized I didn't know how to swim either. <laughs> Well, Which is literally his story. He saved them, but he died. So he's like a, he, he's he's a great a good thing. Guy. He's a good guy. Now, and it was on Christmas, so he becomes a Christmas angel. Wherein the job description is that he must go and find people who are bah humbugging and and force them to believe. You're gonna fucking love Santa by the end of this, goddamn. Or you're gonna love the end of this shiv. <laughs> it's the last thing I do as a Christmas angel. So if you thought that. Mary Steenburgen had it the roughest in this movie. You're wrong. Because we open on the grocery store and there's this guy with his little kid and he's he's really he's in a really bad mood because he's poor. He's like, you're overcharging me, which he calls them Dorita chips, which I'm gonna start saying all over the place. People are gonna think you're a crazy person. <laughs> I had a bag of Dorita chips with some sour dip. What? <laughs> you got you gotta wait till you're ninety again. Yeah, that's that. unfortunate. Dorita chips. <laughs> but I mean like you say to me, pass the chips. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for potato chips. Uh, yeah. If you want Doritos, <laughs> you need to specify that you would like Doritos. <laughs> like, to, in the in the world of not this movie, Doritos aren't chips. 
Like what? I mean, would you would you ever like? Oh, hey man, pass the chips, and it's a bag of Doritos. The Doritos mm. are their own separate entity. Yeah, they're corn chips, right? Well, they're tortilla chips, technically speaking. But I mean, yeah. it's fucking Doritos, just That's barely, true. just like a, a McDonald's hamburger is a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy is a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. He's like, the total comes to like five bucks or something like that, which yeah. like he gets all this shit for five dollars, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> but uh, so he pays for this entire thing in a handful of chains. And he because th- he's so pissed that she did her job a little bit poorly, even though this guy clearly doesn't have a job, just throws it at her. And then she gives him a receipt and he fucking Flings it in the air like it's garbage. And just walks out with his Dorita chips and his six-pack of Coca-Cola soda. And his and his latchkey kid. Like, let's go. <laughs> and then Molly Monahan's mom comes up. She's paying with food stamps. And I'm like, come on, Gideon. Fix this fucking town. <laughs> and, and she's trying to pay with food stamps. And then Mary Steenberger is like... Yeah, we don't take those. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how to tell you this, it's but... It's absolute worst, because it's like, it's like watching a tennis match of people having to be uncomfortable with each other. Because <laughs> this woman is embarrassed that she got online and she knows the cashier. She's, you know, feeling degraded, and she's like, I just got these. So it's like, balls in your court, Steam Virgin, and she has to be like... Ah, we just don't take this. <laughs> and then it's back to this woman, and she's like, well, no Christmas goose then. <laughs> My husband's making you a bike. This <laughs> Can't eat that. Bye. Mo- this movie's so horrifically sad. It's so sad. And you're expecting, like, all right, this is a, you're, you're, you're front-loading your Christmas movie with sadness. I, I've seen this before. Good on you. Here comes the happiness. <laughs> so then they get in a fight over money. Of course. Well, because the, the husband, this fucking husband, she comes home. She does the she does the toy shopping on her way home from work, and she puts the kids to bed. And she's like, "Look, I got Susie and Etch a sketch, and I got Tom. Like, you know, I got Tommy and Etch a sketch, and little Susie, this little tea set. That's fun, right?" And he's like, "Oh, that's great." And then on Monday we'll get all the rest of the presents they wanted. And she's like, "No, we don't have the money." And he's like. We got that $5,000 in the bank. Yeah. She's like, that's because what if one of us gets sick? We don't have health insurance. They'll eat us alive. How about we need a home in a couple of days? Yeah, just, just that. You know what? A home costs some money. Look, honey, Emperor Reagan's going to take care of us. We just have to go out and buy the rest of those presents. <laughs> just spend it all. And so then it gets into this dude's like repressed animosity towards her. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can't get the rest of these Christmas presents. I forgot I don't have a job. But that's because you won't give me the money to open my dream bike shop like I want to. This town is filled with... It's a Dickensian town. You're right. Everybody's poor in this town. Five years, it's a ghost town. Exactly. (laughs) You're going to open a boutique bike shop? Are you fucking with me right now, sir? And also, by the way, little hilarious movie detail is it's not just a bike shop. Because on top of wanting to open this ludicrous pipe dream of a store, this gentleman also has apparently designed his own kind of bicycle that's going to revolutionize the way people ride bikes. Yeah. Because, you know, back when whoever the fuck, Leonardo da Vinci invented a bicycle, (laughs) it was such a flawed design till this 
fat asshole comes in and fixes the flawed bike problem. And the, like his friend, played by Elias uh, Elias Codius from Ninja Turtles fame. <laughs> Uh, he's like, hey, yeah, man, you know what? Your old lady doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, man. She should just give you that $5,000. You could open that bike shop. You'd be a millionaire, a millionaire. <laughs> and this guy's like, yeah, you're right, Casey Jones. This is a great idea. I mean, you can make a mint on a bike like this. I could. I thought about owning my own shop. Really? Yeah, sell my own special designs. I worked out the figures, though. It cost me 5000 bucks just to open the doors. It's 5000 more than I got. And this is where this is where the shit hits the fan because she's like, "No, this ain't happening." Mm. And then he's like, "All right, man, I gotta go for a walk." Mm. And this is where shit starts getting really dark. And she goes out, and of course, she's talking about like she's actually really nice to him. She like tries to console him, and she's like, "You know, just ever since my father died last year." And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> just stop it." Stop. You don't need three coats of depression on your fucking painting. I always knew he'd go exactly seven days after mom. (laughs) You know what? That's enough primer. It's time to throw up a little color. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just fucking slap some Christmas cheer on this canvas, please. It's just like, ever since my father died last year, I just, it seems like nothing's going right for us. Yeah, but my bike shop's really cool. And she's like, I remember this one song. And she's singing to him in the street. He's like, <laughs> and he has the balls to say this. You know something, honey? Came on this little walk here to cheer me up. You're doing a lousy job. Put a fucking sock in it, sweetheart. It's yeah. my walk time. You're not cheering me up right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to work a 12-hour shift tomorrow. You know, if this guy wants to open anything, it should get, it should be something in this town that would be needed, like a saloon. <laughs> yeah, like literally a bar, I think, is the yes. only thing you could open. That would do, that'd do gangbusters. So this dude's like walking, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go around the corner. Do me a favor. Don't follow me. <laughs> and in the most ridiculous way possible to show that this woman's heart is finally in pieces, she's standing out the street and all the houses that have their pretty Christmas lights on just start going off well, one at a time, leaving her in complete darkness. Well, f- first, Harry Dean Stanton comes up because there's a, there's a bit of business. For some reason in this world, your letter to Santa Claus really matters. And the little, yeah. the little girl writes her letter to Santa and Harry, Harry Dean Stanton meets her in her bedroom and it's just <laughs> like, hey, little girl, I like your penmanship. And she's like, I'm scared. But no, he's like, you know, what you need to do is you you have to get your mother to mail this letter to show that she believes in Santa Claus. And, you know, this is where I I disagree with Ms. Steenburgen's character a little <laughs> bit here. Because, like, yeah, I get it, man. Like, you're on fucking hard times. I'm not disagreeing with that. Like, your life is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, on my worst day... I'm still the Pope of Chili Town compared to your life, okay? Like, I get it. It sucks, and it's hard. But this girl's asking you to mail this letter to Santa, right? What do parents do to children all the time? Lie their fucking faces yeah. off. Or just throw it in the goddamn mailbox. You'll never see it again. Either way, just tell her you mailed it, and that's the end of it, Exactly, dude. yeah. Like, she's like, Mommy, did you mail my letter to Santa yet? And she's like, no, will you just stop? Please just shut up. And I'm like, no. You know how you can get her to shut up? Mm-hmm. 
Just be like, yeah, baby, it's in the mail. It's on its way to the North Pole. I put it in a reindeer's mouth myself, and it, <laughs> it flew away right in front of me. We'll get into it later, but there is an actual, like, Santa Claus keeps all this shit, and if you have, <laughs> you've not written him one, then you go to hell! <laughs> He's got impeccable records, Santa Claus does. Uh, He's vengeful. So, so yeah, this, actually, yeah, just to touch on it for a second, because, again, the shadow of death throughout this movie. So this little girl goes out into the street in her nightgown and goes to this mailbox, and Harry Dean Stanton's like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, make sure your mommy mails it. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks a lot, creepy old man. Because he was sent there specifically to convince that old codger to to (laughs) run up. So... The girl goes to, like, cross back over to go home like the mailbox is across the street. And there's just this car barreling down on her. And Harry Dean Stanton has to do a little, like, angel magic. And the car, like, drives through her or something. And it's like, why does, why do uh, me, as the audience, have to be presented with the possibility that a child is going to die for the third time in this movie? Third and not last time, by the way. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you could lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the Rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Well, the best thing is, so they make this pact. You got to get mommy to, to we're going to, we're going to fix mommy. And he, he shows her, he breaks a glass, a snow globe, and, he, and then he fixes it. He's like, I can fix things. I can fix your mom. Now you got to make me one promise. And this is when I'm like, what's going on in this but movie? First, we have to break her. He's just like, <laughs> you know, exactly. And he's like, you got to promise me one thing. No matter what happens tomorrow, you won't be scared. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? It's so terrifying. He's like, listen. Something is going to happen tomorrow, and you need to promise me, with all your big girl promises, <laughs> that you won't be scared. By the way, he doesn't look anything like an angel. He looks like a 50-year-old creep that just goes <laughs> in this girl's house and says, no matter what I do tomorrow, be cool about it. <laughs> just be cool. <laughs> just let it happen. And... So like yeah, but this this when the lights go out for Mary Steenburgen, it's a very pointed fact. It's like the lights went out at this time. Then we wake up the next day and it's Christmas Eve, and everyone's like, "Mom, you're not calling out of work." She's like, "No, of course I'm not. We've talked about this and talked about this. The only reason we're eating right now is that I go to that grocery store." Exactly, and like just and people like the world of this movie thinks it's so preposterous that this woman has to work on Christmas Eve. I used to work in retail. I spent all of my high school and college life as a projectionist in a multiplex cinema. You work on Christmas. You work on Thanksgiving. You work on New Year's. Like, you do it all because you work for a place where, you know, not everybody does what you're doing, and Mm -hmm. you have to be accommodating to that. And I guarantee you that even you, gentle listener, are downloading this on a Tuesday Tuesday that is Christmas, and you're doing it because you're probably working in whatever field you're working in, and that's totally fine, and your family understands that. Or you're having a similar Christmas, and it's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not, gentle listener. Condolences. I hope all your Christmases are bright. But but like everyone in town is like working on Christmas. Working on Christmas. The mayor comes by in a Cadillac like working on Christmas. And the guy working on Christmas. That's my rich man. From Sex with Avenue that I, I'm reprising it. Her husband has the fucking scrote. To sit at that 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 table, eat her eggs that she bought, and just be like, "Well, I guess we'll have fun without you." I would tear his eyes out with my Mary Steenburgen claws because I would have to. So before she goes into work on this Christmas Eve, she's got to make a stop at the at the petrol station. <laughs> sure, and now, gentle listener, on this this beautiful Christmas morning. This is where things get really stupid. <laughs> so she goes to this gas station and she's filling up. And let's be honest, she can probably only afford a couple of gallons tops because that's like, what, 78 cents in 1985. And this guy who Mr. Dorita chip there, he's got hat in hand and he's bartering with Buck, the the Texaco worker, again, because it's Raymond Carver's America, uh-huh. and he just, he's like, you know, I'll give you, 
give me a hundred bucks for my car. Please give me a hundred dollars for my car. I gotta give this kid Christmas. Because all over the world, all these kids don't understand what poverty is and really believe that, and are just demanding things that they don't need. Well, I mean, no one in this room has children. So, you know, but when you set up the grandiose Santa lie. Sure. You know, which dial it back a bit. Just a little. <laughs> he's a pretty good dude. It's sort of like, I'm, that's the decision I made when I have children. He's going to be a pretty cool dude. He's all right. Don't, don't, don't get well, so pie in the sky. <laughs> and I'm going to say the same thing about Jesus. He's a pretty cool dude. But let's not go nuts. Well, Santa Claus actually looks at your gross annual income and multiplies it by 10%. And then he gets you an appropriate present based upon that <laughs> amount. That's what Santa Claus does. I mean, yeah, like, I. <laughs> I guess if you're willing to anticipate dire straits, <laughs> you strategize your Santa legend accordingly. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, Santa's a dude. He comes into our house on Christmas Eve and he leaves you all sorts of presents. There's a pretty good line in this where where the little girl at one point asks the, the older brother like about Santa Claus and can he really watch us at all times? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, yes, he can. And then she's like, even in the bathroom? He's like, well, not in the bathroom. That's but I, crazy. But it's like, why are we having this conversation where this girl is suspecting Santa's looking at her in the bathroom? I mean, it's probably because it's Harry Dean Stanton rolled into town. No, exactly why. Because she's like, well, if Santa can do that, can his angel minion also watch Because he's pee? already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what if I lock the bathroom door? Will he leave me alone? Nope, he can't. He's Santa's Christmas angel. He can walk through all sorts of Christmas walls. <laughs> So he's got hat in hand, right. and he's like, give me 100 bucks for this car. And he's like, it's a shit box. I really can't do it. I'm on hard times because I live in Dirt, Michigan. And, you know, that's how this works. And The town of Dirt, Michigan. <laughs> that's where this is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's near Flint. <laughs> it's, or Dirt, Wyoming, or Dirt, Montana. They or, don't or specify. Or Dirt, not, Canada. I'm not trying to shit out of Michigan. It's a beautiful state. Uh, but <laughs> So he's like, I can't do it, pal. Can't help you. And he's like, all right. He gets in his car, and he's like, all right, Billy. I'm going to drop you off at the bus station for a couple hours. There's something I got to do. A couple hours at the bus station? Is he meeting Harry Dean Stanton? <laughs> That's how they're going to make their Christmas money, I guess. Jeez. Note for you kids at home. If your parents ever tell you they need to drop you at the bus station for a couple hours, they're about to do something really terrible. Let's you see. Can go to the police immediately and have them get yeah. stopped. So this dude... Presumably drops Billy off at the bus station. We don't see that. What we do see is this shit heel father pulling up to the bank. He's got the Christmas tree on the rack of the car tied better, down. Better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's double parked and he's like, All right, kids, listen. Don't tell mommy we went to the bank today, but I'll be right back. I'm gonna clean out her bank account and get you all the toys you need that'll satisfy you for five freaking minute then i'm gonna open that bike shop that i've been wanting to open and your shit mother won't let me do it and we're gonna have caviar for dinner it's gonna be great because we might as well throw this money right in the garbage one last hurrah before we all die <laughs> yeah then i'm gonna put the gas on and we're gonna go to sleep i guess you might so, as well so he goes into this bank and he's you know he's gonna apply for this loan and at the same time fucking hard times dorita chip walks in the daughter goes to get Mary Steenburgen to let, cause she kinda knows 
that dad shouldn't be at the bank, I guess? Is that how that's No, I think it's just a thing where she's like, oh, there's the grocery store. Mom works yeah, there. Yeah, Mom's yeah. at work. And she lets it slip that dad's at the bank. She's like, oh, my God, all my money. So he's going to rob us blind. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's pulling a bird. <laughs> so she gets to, like, quit her job to leave because it's Christmas Eve. And the boss is like, you can't leave. We're in the middle of Christmas rush. That's how this works. Gentle listener, you know what I'm talking about. And the dude's like, all right, fine. You take one step out that door, don't come back tomorrow. And she just leaves and gets fired. Great. Another horrible thing this person has to deal so she's with. Been, so step one of Mary Steenburgen's not-so-great day, she gets fired. Not-so-great next five minutes, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, step one, she gets fired. Goes across the street to the bank where... Our friend Mr. Dorita Chip is in the process of holding up the bank at gunpoint. <laughs> and this fucking idiot is like, hey, man, no one's going to try to stop you. Just let the girl go. And, you know, you, you can be on your way and all that shit that idiots do during bank robberies. I think he mentions it's Christmas Eve. And that's when things go a little awry. That's what sets the guy off. He's like, Christmas! <laughs> Kablamo! Kablamo! He blows this guy away. And that's what happens, honestly, when you start fucking with a bank heist. If I've ever heard a bank heist, oh. I'm staying low. You ever see Point Break? That shit goes wrong because that guy's, hey, I'm a cop. I'm going to do something. Oh, and yeah. everything goes to shit. I would much rather be in a dog day afternoon bank robbery where by the end of it, everyone's kind of friends with Al Pacino and Chris Sarandon. <laughs> that's the way all bank robberies should end. Exactly. Not this one. So Pudge McBike Shop face steps up, and this dude just blows him away. So minute two of her horrible day, her husband is murdered in front of her. And she's, like, you know, crying her eyes out. And the guy just, he, he drops his female hostage and runs out. And Dorita Chip's like, oh, fuck, some asshole double parked in front of me. Well, I'm just going to steal his car because now we're playing Grand Theft Auto. And he gets in, and it just so happens to be the father's car. And there's two kids in the back. So goodbye to them. (laughs) Kidnapped. Minute three of her shitty day, kidnapped. Yeah. And auto theft. Let's not, you know, that's pretty bad, too. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, So he's driving down the road, and she's like, my car, I, well, I'll just steal his car. <laughs> so then, like, he's chasing, you know, he's being chased down the road by her. The police are kind of in hot pursuit, but not really, because no, no. it's a small town, and the dude was finishing up a cup of coffee at the <laughs> diner, at Vigo Mortensen's diner. <laughs> yeah. Where you been, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, like, minute four, this car runs out of gas on her, so <laughs> she's got to get out, and she's running after a car. And finally, the police pick her up, like, let's go. And she gets in the car just in time to see this guy run into a roadblock. And he's like, uh-uh, not today. And he, he jams on the gas. And they go right off a bridge. Right off a bridge. Minute five, her children plunge into the icy depths. That's the, that's the, one of the most chilling things. The thing goes over the, over the edge of the bridge. And then the only thing you see is ice floating in the water. You're like, yep. nobody made it out alive, huh? <laughs> Just nobody's going to make it. To paint that picture even more, the Christmas tree is tied down the roof. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even think and about then, that. And then everyone is going, what's, what's your fucking problem not loving Christmas? <laughs> Somewhere Santa Claus is tending his fat 
fucking fingers. Everything's going according to plan. Oh, everything's working so perfectly. We are ending the bloodline now. <laughs> so she just goes home and we cut to Harry Dean Stanton finally gets off his ass and pulls the kids out of the water. Harry Dean Stanton has used his, his magic angel powers to pull them from the river and they're totally fine. And of course he's like, you know, don't tell anybody, kids. I'm the kind of man that keeps good secrets. All grown-up <laughs> secrets are good secrets, right? Bye-bye. But remember, when I want something, I saved your hides. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have a scene where she... Oh, man. this How the fuck this is a Christmas movie. She sits these kids down on the bed and says, Listen, kids, sometimes people die. Yeah. And today, Daddy died. And well, he's the, not coming back. But when's Daddy coming home? No, he's not coming back. It has to be like emphasized like three times. She finally says to these kids, "Like your dad is never coming home," and they're devastated, except for the little girl. Well, of course, because she's Gideon's right hand gal. She's she, she's, <laughs> she's Gideon's good time gal. She has lost all ideas of reality once this movie's over and the angels are gone from her life she's probably gonna lose it yeah this kid's twisted man so so she goes she goes to her brother she's like i'm gonna go get gideon because gideon told me he would be up in the tree that's where he told me to find the 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 town like you know the shitty rockefeller center that this town has she's like (laughs) he's gonna be up in that tree and i'm gonna go find him and he's like but don't go Oh, okay you left (laughs) like literally yeah this this little brother's a (laughs) non-character And, you know, he just, he goes down and tattles on her. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, you know what? Um, now our, now my sister's missing. I know that she's only been alive for four minutes since the last tragedy, <laughs> but now she's missing and presumed dead again. So she goes down to the Christmas tree and Harry Dean Stanton meets her there and he's like, uh, she says to him, like, yo, Gideon, you're an angel. Can you bring my dad back? And he's like, no, I can't do that. But I think I know someone who can. And she's like, oh, really? Who's that? And he just goes, Santa Claus. <laughs> the grand necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, listen, man, we got to go to the North Pole and rap with Santa for a second. So just stare at the angel on the top of that tree. And that's a magic transport wormhole up to the North Pole. Isn't also like that that I, that snow globe he has, too? It's part of the... That, I think that's uh, there's some sort of magic there also. You know it's not part of her ma- his magic? Putting Mary Steenburgen's mind at ease. Because she just <laughs> goes to the tree, and it's empty. And Elias Codius is like, she's gone. They're all gone. And, like, she kind of just goes home, which is a little unbelievable. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Y- you lost your husband, you lost your kids, then you got him back, but that one's gone again. <laughs> you might as well hold on to that little boy for dear life. It's a real mindfuck Christmas Eve, man. <laughs> and now we're at the North Pole. And- Fucking finally something resembling a Christmas movie. And- but don't get too excited. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton's like, I'm not loud inside anymore. No reason. <laughs> See you later. And he drops her off. He's like, I'll take you back. I guess. I want to see Santa rushing him out with a broom one day. <laughs> get out! Get out of that the North Pole! That is the last pie of Mrs. Claus you are going to steal! <laughs> you no good hobo! Oh, you smell like garbage! Back! Back to Earth with you! So we meet this German Santa Claus. And like he's like, would you like to go on the tour of the North Pole? And she's like, all right, yeah. So he's like, 
tooling around the workshop yeah. with this. By girl. the way, not you would imagine. Close your eyes and imagine Santa's workshop, right? Big, bright, red and green. Everything's a big song. It's all brown. Everything so brown. is brown. And the, the, many people think that there are elves that are working here, but actually it is the legions of the doomed. These people <laughs> are merely reanimated corpses that are working to make the toys. Now, let's explain what's going on here, everybody, because Santa lays out just what is going on in this little operation of his. Basically, what you thought of as the North Pole with elves and everybody's cheer and Merry Christmas Crocker all over shit. the place. It's bullshit. It's fucking garbage stories. The real truth is that Santa, for some reason, harvests the souls of the newly dead and puts them to work in his workshop making shit for, for Santa. How is that better? And he, I love that he says, Sound elves, that's so silly. It's all dead people, you see. You see, like, veterans of wars and, like, people from the 1800s. There's a couple of Dickensian top hats going around. Charles Lawton's there. <laughs> Big fat Charles Lawton. The, the, he, like, walks by some dude. He's like, Oh yeah, Joyeux Noël, Francois, and I'm like, oh, he's he's harvesting souls from all corners of the globe. <laughs> what the fuck, Disney? Are you serious with this? On uh, James Joyce's The Dead is a more cheery Christmas tale. <laughs> it really is. And like you can tell, like these one, the, the the by looking at them, you're like, okay, these people probably the, the Christians that are work. They're Christians that are wor- dead Christians working at the shop. What's he got everyone else doing is what <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Yeah, what's going on uh, with the people that run the boiler room of the Santa's workshop? <laughs> Somebody's got to clean the latrine. Everyone in the afterlife apparently has a job, which I guess in this movie is is like going to heaven, is having steady work. I just don't get it. Like, can I get drunk, fall in a river, drown, and just be erased from existence? Why am I being put to work in some fashion? <laughs> It's just so fucking crazy. It's uh, Emperor Reagan's afterlife. But it's this is kind of where it turns into uh, the Tootsie Pop commercial because she goes up to, to Harry Dean Stanton and she's like, can you bring my father back? He's like, no, but I think I know someone who can. And then she goes to Santa Claus and he's like, well, I'll go ask Mr. Owl. Like, she, he doesn't have an answer for her either. He's like, wait, I think I know so- something that might, might possibly kind of work. The this dead is- are assigned here. <laughs> I am merely a way station. What do you want from me, child? This is the grand twist of this movie, though, right? Like, Angel, can you bring my father back from the dead? No, I can't. But Santa can. Oh, okay. Santa, can you bring my dad back from the dead? Well, no, I cannot. If I see his dead soul, he will be put to work right now. <laughs> like, all right, Santa. And he's like, but I know who can. The twist is, it is your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this gigantic, it's like the end of the game. And they're like, all right, Michael Douglas, I swear to God, it's just your birthday present. Don't shoot me. And he fucking shoots Santa Claus in the stomach. Santa Claus is wearing a nice white tuxedo. And then she jumps off the roof of a building. Like, it is so ridiculous. And she's like, all right, well, how does mom bring dad back from the dead? How could my unemployed mortal mother bring my father back from the dead? By the way, I just realized something. The the dad would probably prefer being dead working for Santa in his new bike shop. <laughs> oh, you make all of the bikes you want for all of the little Molly Monahans. 
but you're going to design the bike the way the bikes were designed. I don't want to see these blueprints for your new revolutionary bike. <laughs> Nobody would possibly buy it. You are going to open a shop and sell this on Earth? You're lucky that I found you and I did. Your mouth would be around a carburetor in six months. You should thank your lucky stars you were murdered in that bank attack. <laughs> An attack on a bank? That's what they call them in the North. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so he's like, here's how it works. Just take your mother's letter to Santa. What? He dips into the Santa archives that go back to forever. Everyone who doesn't have a letter here is going straight to hell. Where your papers? Yeah. Papyri and it's not in order. Peter Laurie comes out. He's like, I swear to God, they were right here a minute ago. I just have, let me find them in my back pocket. Hang on a minute. And so he's like, all right, I found this letter that your mother wrote to me before her soul was broken. You give it back to her, she puts it back in the mailbox, and then boom, daddy's back. I think that might work. Maybe. Why not? Give it a shot. I'm only Santa Claus. Perhaps then he will release him from the Unterland. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so fucked But first you must go to Hades and bar- bargain with the <laughs> devil himself. Gives but he- don't look back. Gives these two gold blooms to the man that works the riverboat at the Styx River. <laughs> and you must go into the Unterland and retrieve Dana Vater. I wish. Oh. No, I mean, but he you gives, might as well. He just gives her this garbage letter, and he's like, just put it in there, little girl, a little work. And she goes, she finally goes back to Gideon, and she's like, well, that was kind of a bust. He's like, wasn't it? And then they go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to Earth, and, you know, she just goes home. And Mary Steenburgen's just flipping out, but she's, like, so happy to see her and whatever. All is forgiven. And she's like, now, you got to go to bed because tomorrow's Christmas and it's another day to wake up and hate ourselves. (laughs) So she's like, all right, Mom, I'll go to bed. But first, here's something. Good night. (laughs) And she goes in her room and she opens up the letter and it's like her, you know, little kid handwriting. She realizes exactly what it is. And boom, faith in Santa is restored. So she go, she runs outside, puts it in the mailbox, and all the lights go on. It's like, oh, you don't think. <laughs> and then the husband comes round the corner like the fucking the sun at the end of the monkey's paw. <laughs> Just like, you don't know what the figure is, and it's like, bang, is he a zombie? What happened? Uh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's just you, my pig husband. I released him from the dead, but at what price? <laughs> I have never told you. <laughs> He'll never be the same again. He just doesn't have a reflection anymore. <laughs> and he's yes. going to keep on rotting and rotting until he's nothing. So so she's like all happy to see him and whatnot. And he, of course, is just still a huge dick, which is still terrible. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And he's like, what? I just walked around the block, woman. Shit, you got to sing to me again? <laughs> sing your dead father's song or whatever. Where's my five G's? <laughs> <laughs> I need five lodge to open this bike shop. You come to your lady senses or what? So, oh my god, she gets to relive this day. And she relives this day. She goes to the gas station like she did. And, you know, Dorita Chip is bartering <laughs> with this guy. Dorita Chip, by the way, she's, she's bartering with this guy. And Mary Steen Burge is like, you know what? I'll give you $50. Just $50 right off the back. He's like, well, thanks, lady. You, you, honest? And he goes off, and he doesn't do anything. 
Apparently, this guy was fifty dollars away from robbing a bank, killing a man, and taking his own life and the life of two children. <laughs> fifty dollars, really? I think he sells her some sort of trinket too. Yeah, yeah. There's some sort it's of like shit some car kit jewelry. or something. It's oh, a what? It? I thought it was like a kit for the car or something. No, I think it's some piece of shitty jewelry. What and she's like, hell? "Well, I'm just gonna throw this in the garbage, but not till you leave." Because you don't understand, ha- you don't like handouts. Totally understand. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, 50 bucks was all that was standing between him and fucking chaos. And I know that it was a lot more back in 84, but come on, everybody. So, you know, the lives are saved. You know, she goes to work. Now she's going to stand up to the manager and she's just like, okay, Tom, I'm taking tomorrow off. And- Tonight, today off. She's wa- she's not working today. Right. Oh, it's Christmas. Yeah, she's going to take right, Christmas Eve off. You have to remember now. The father came back because time was reversed. Yes, right. Santa pulled a Superman on the, on <laughs> yeah, the planet. I will fly around the world in my sleigh like this man of steel. Like the Uberman. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like, hey, I know everyone else has to work on Christmas Eve. Oh, and the, I remember two months ago when you passed that holiday schedule around and I checked Christmas Eve, but now all bets are off. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I'm going to have to fire you. He's like, well, fire me if you have to because I don't give a shit. And then she, he's like, because it's Christmas. And he's like, well. You put me in my place, you still have your job, and you get Christmas Eve off. And it's a shit-ass thing where they kind of like do a, a, a little tense joke where he's like, all right, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Thursday either. Just come in Friday. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're not fired, but have a day on me. Well, that's kind of a little Christmas Carol <laughs> reference in a way. And it's... This movie's like A Christmas Carol, only you put Cratchit through the ringer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You fucking take Timmy's other leg out, kill his kids. Yeah, that is a great shit. point. It's also like a reverse It's a Wonderful Life, where instead of seeing if where, if you didn't exist, how about your whole family dies? <laughs> Maybe then you'll like your shitty Christmas. But here's, an, you know, and that's the end of the movie. They have a nice Christmas, you know. Well, actually. No, yeah, well, she, actually, a, oh, I'm sorry. There's one more crucial scene. She, she, it's, they're at up at the grandfather's house and she's like well i guess i'll just throw my money away she writes him the fucking five thousand dollar check and so she's putting more money into the economy because that's super important well it's going to trickle down to even poorer people (laughs) to molly monahan exactly but also santa claus shows up at their house right and delivers them presents and mary steenburgen like walks in on this and and, (laughs) german santa looks at her (laughs) And it looks like a, you saw me, now I, now you, like, you're gonna have to die. Yeah, yeah totally. This wasn't supposed to happen this way. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, he just looks like, oh, Merry Christmas, Ginny. And she's like, Merry Christmas, Santa. I'd be like, where the fuck were you? No the adult wh- has seen me in over a thousand years. <laughs> You must be wiped out. The one thing I don't it's understand. going to be a thousand more. <laughs> the one thing I don't understand about this movie, the Santa Claus, or any movie in which Santa Claus is proven to be real. How is it that adults don't know that Santa Claus exists? How right. is it that no one goes to sleep, wakes up with presents under their tree every year as a grown, fully functioning adult? And why did Santa ignore this poor-ass family forever until now? And because now- his mom was a cranky puss, I guess. <laughs> That's what the lesson is. Well, I wanted to come sooner, but your stupid mommy wouldn't stop moping around the house. Nobody likes a frowny face. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you're right. I mean, all these like things about like a year without Santa Claus. I'm not believing in this particular year about Santa. It's like, well, yes, if Santa was real the whole time, theoretically, you would have had to spend your entire life not believing in Santa up till this magic Christmas where we're yeah. meeting you at this story. Exactly. For this to happen. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. It's, don't worry. It's bullshit. <laughs> and that's the end of our film. Right. Now, here's the thing that's terrifying, though. Mary Steenburgen has to go the rest of her life with the memory of that bank robbery. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. because time's turned around, but not for, not for Mary. Mary still knows what's, what the score is. And that's why she's so happy to see the husband. She has to carry that shit around forever. The feeling of knowing that, that her husband was murdered in front of her. Like, that's still kind of not a happy end. That you ran into Santa Claus? <laughs> the actual Santa Claus? The Santa? Well, I guess she realized. Hogan? <laughs> I guess she realized at the end that her husband's life is worth at least $5,000. Like, well, if I have a choice between him being dead or him opening a bike shop that's not yeah. going to go anywhere, five grand's not so bad. She's no longer a fucking Scrooge. <laughs> I mean, you know, I said this before we went on the air. I want to see the sequel to this movie where she has divorced this louse because, you know, he's going to put this bike shop up in January and it's going to close its doors by April. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. And then I want to see the sequel of that movie, the third movie. The Santa goes back in time again and fights the war. Oh, Santa loves war because it, it harvests all the souls for my workshops. <laughs> Christmas will come three times a year, then four, <laughs> then five. I've renamed Blitzen Blitzkriegen. <laughs> Secret Nazi Santa. Secret Nazi Santa is going to team up with Secret Nazi Dracula, <laughs> yes. and they're going to take over the world. Dracula, you will be heading up the 9th Infantry of Romania. <laughs> So, here we are on Christmas Day. Would anyone recommend this movie? It's yeah, it's it's to see it to believe it. It's really depressing. I wouldn't watch it on Christmas. No. I'd give it you know a couple of days. Let, let all that shit settle down. If you're in a good mood, just bring this will bring you back down to neutral. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's it's you gotta see it. Uh, I'm gonna say I don't know. It's it's so mopey. I'm gonna recommend a movie of a similar ilk. Werner Herzog Strozek. <laughs> I feel like you see that, imagine Santa Claus in it, and you got a similar movie. <laughs> uh, I would recommend it. I think it's seeing is believing. It is insane. Do, yeah, do not watch it on Christmas. You know, the first time I screened this was in mid-November, so it was fine. But I mean, yeah, don't expect to get in the Christmas spirit after this. Just expect to hate your fucking life after this. <laughs> Uh, but what I would like to do is go around with some actual legitimate holiday recommendations that are not this movie. I will recommend it. It's kind of a, it's almost the same ilk. It's because I know what movie I would recommend. It's Christmas Vacation. I love that movie. Everybody loves that movie. Something that's on Netflix Instant right now. It's another see it to believe it. The He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. <laughs> Holy shit! Is this biz- it's bizarre? All right. Why did they have Christmas in that universe? They didn't. Orko has to go to Earth, and he l- he learns from two little kids that he kidnaps. It's really strange. And then Skeletor, it's kind of like he's like Mary Steenburgen in this. He, <laughs> he gets imbued with the spirit of Christmas. It's worth a watch. 
I'm going to recommend uh, the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> the nice. sequels fall off, but I think the the original is a decent watchable flick. Absolutely. Uh, I would go ahead. I mean, yeah. You basically just explained to everyone, Steve, that my recommendation is stupid and obvious. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I mean, I would obviously, I would recommend Christmas Vacation. It's a tradition in my family. We watch it on Christmas Eve every year. However, I will say this. Another, I think, to be truly great Christmas movie is The Muppet Christmas Carol with Mike O'Kane. Oh, that's a great one. As yeah. Scrooge. He is fucking phenomenal as Scrooge. He is. The only thing that topped it was when I saw Wilfred Brimley play Scrooge on the stage one time That was a HeadGum Podcast. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.